Chapter eighty two of the Adventures of Peregrine Pickle, Volume two, by Tobias Smollett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Chapter eighty two. He persuades Cadwallader to assume the character of a magician in which he acquires a great share of reputation by his responses to three females of distinction who severally consult the researches of his art his heart being thus as it were suspended between two objects that lessened the force of each other's attraction he took this opportunity of enjoying some respite and for the present detached his sentiments from both resolving to indulge himself in the exercise of that practical satire which was so agreeable and peculiar to his disposition in this laudable determination he was confirmed by the repeated suggestions of his friend cadwallader who taxed him with letting his talents rust in indolence and stimulated his natural vivacity with a succession of fresh discoveries in the world of scandal peregrine was now seized with a strange whim and when he communicated the conceit to cadwallader it in a moment acquired his approbation this notion he imparted in a proposal to subject the town to their ridicule by giving responses in the character of a professed conjurer to be personated by the old misanthrope whose aspect was extremely well calculated for the purpose the plan was immediately adjusted in all its parts an apartment hired in an house accommodated with a public stair so that people might have free ingress and egress without being exposed to observation and this tenement being furnished with the apparatus of a magician such as globes telescopes a magic lantern a skeleton a dried monkey together with the skins of an alligator otter and snake the conjurer himself took possession of his castle after having distributed printed advertisements containing the particulars of his undertaking these bills soon operated according to the wish of the projectors as the price of the oracle was fixed at half a guinea the public naturally concluded that the author was no common fortune-teller and the very next day peregrine found some ladies of his quality acquaintance infected with the desire of making an experiment upon the skill of this new conjurer who pretended to be just arrived from the mogul's empire where he had learned the art from a brahman philosopher our young gentleman affected to talk of the pretensions of this sage with ridicule and contempt and with seeming reluctance undertook to attend them to his apartment observing that it would be a very easy matter to detect the fellow's ignorance and no more than common justice to chastise him for his presumption though he could easily perceive a great fund of credulity in the company 
they affected to espouse his opinion and under the notion of a frolic agreed that one particular lady should endeavour to baffle his art by appearing before him in the dress of her woman who should at the same time personate her mistress and be treated as such by our adventurer who promised to squire them to the place these measures being concerted and the appointment fixed for the next audience day peregrine furnished his friend with the necessary information and when the hour of assignation arrived conducted his charge to this oraculous seer they were admitted by our hero's valet de chambre whose visage being naturally meagre and swarthy was adorned with artificial whiskers so that he became the persian dress which he wore and seemed a very proper master of the ceremonies to an oriental necromancer having crossed his arms upon his breast with an inclination of the head he stalked in solemn silence before them into the penetralia of the temple where they found the conjurer sitting at a table provided with pen ink and paper divers books and mathematical instruments and a long white wand lying across the hole he was habited in a black gown and fur cap his countenance over and above a double proportion of philosophic gravity which he had assumed for the occasion was improved by a thick beard white as snow that reached to his middle and upon each shoulder sat a prodigious large black cat which had been tutored for the purpose such a figure which would have startled peregrine himself had he not been concerned in the mystery could not fail to make an impression upon those whom he accompanied the fictitious chambermaid in spite of all her natural pertness and vivacity changed colour when she entered the room while the pretended lady whose intellects were not quite so enlightened began to tremble in every joint and ejaculate petitions to heaven for her safety their conductor advancing to the table presented his offering and pointing to the maid told him that lady desired to know what would be her destiny in point of marriage the philosopher without lifting up his eyes to view the person in whose behalf he was consulted turned his ear to one of the sable familiars that purred upon his shoulder and taking up the pen wrote upon a detached slip of paper these words which peregrine at the desire of the ladies repeated aloud her destiny will in great measure depend upon what happened to her about nine o'clock in the morning on the third day of last december this sentence was no sooner pronounced than the counterfeit lady screamed and ran out into the antechamber exclaiming christ have mercy upon us sure he is the devil incarnate 
her mistress who followed her with great consternation insisted upon knowing the transaction to which the response alluded and mistress abigail after some recollection gave her to understand that she had an admirer who on the very hour and day mentioned by the cunning man had addressed himself to her in a serious proposal of marriage this explanation however was more ingenious than candid for the admirer was no other than the identical mr pickle himself who was a mere dragon among the chambermaids and in his previous information communicated to his associate had given an account of this assignation with which he had been favoured by the damsel in question our hero seeing his company very much affected with this circumstance of the wizard's art which had almost frighted both mistress and maid into hysteric fits pretended to laugh them out of their fears by observing that there was nothing extraordinary in this instance of his knowledge which might have been acquired by some of those secret emissaries whom such impostors are obliged to employ for intelligence or imparted by the lover himself who had perhaps come to consult him about the success of his amour encouraged by this observation or rather prompted by an insatiable curiosity which was proof against all sorts of apprehension the disguised lady returned to the magician's own apartment and assuming the air of a pert chambermaid mr conjurer said she now you have satisfied my mistress will you be so good as to tell me if ever i shall be married the sage without the least hesitation favoured her with an answer in the following words you cannot be married before you are a widow and whether or not that will ever be the case is a question which my art cannot resolve because my foreknowledge exceeds not the term of thirty years this reply which at once cut her off from the pleasing prospect of seeing herself independent in the enjoyment of youth and fortune in a moment clouded her aspect all her good humour was overcast and she went away without further inquiry muttering in the rancour of her chagrin that he was a silly impertinent fellow and a mere quack in his profession notwithstanding the prejudice of this resentment her conviction soon recurred and when the report of his answers was made to those confederates by whom she had been deputed to make trial of his skill they were universally persuaded that his art was altogether supernatural though each affected to treat it with contempt resolving in her own breast to have recourse to him in private in the meantime the maid though laid under the most peremptory injunctions of secrecy was so full of the circumstance which related to her own conduct that she extolled his prescience in whispers to all her acquaintance assuring them that he had told her all the particulars of her life 
so that his fame was almost instantaneously conveyed through a thousand different channels to all parts of the town and the very next time he assumed the chair his doors were besieged by curious people of all sects and denominations being an old practitioner in this art cadwallader knew it would be impossible for him to support his reputation in the promiscuous exercise of fortune-telling because every person that should come to consult him would expect a sample of his skill relating to things past and it could not be supposed that he was acquainted with the private concerns of every individual who might apply to him for that purpose he therefore ordered his minister whom he distinguished by the name of haji rock to signify to all those who demanded entrance that his price was half a guinea and that all such as were not disposed to gratify him with that consideration would do well to leave the passage free for the rest this declaration succeeded to his wish for this congregation consisted chiefly of footmen chambermaids prentices and the lower class of tradesmen who could not afford to purchase prescience at such a price so that after fruitless offers of shillings and half-crowns they dropped off one by one and left the field open for customers of an higher rank the first person of this species who appeared was dressed like the wife of a substantial tradesman but this disguise could not screen her from the penetration of the conjurer who at first sight knew her to be one of the ladies of whose coming he had been apprised by peregrine on the supposition that their curiosity was rather inflamed than allayed by the intelligence they had received from his first client this lady approached the philosopher with that intrepidity of countenance so conspicuous in matrons of her dignified sphere and in a soft voice asked with a simper of what complexion her next child would be the necromancer who was perfectly well acquainted with her private history forthwith delivered his response in the following question written in the usual form how long has pompey the black been dismissed from your ladyship's service endued as she was with a great share of that fortitude which is distinguished by the appellation of effrontery her face exhibited some signs of shame and confusion at the receipt of this oracular interrogation by which she was convinced of his extraordinary intelligence and accosting him in a very serious tone doctor said she i perceive you are a person of great abilities in the art you profess and therefore without pretending to dissemble i will own you have touched the true string of my apprehensions i am persuaded i need not be more particular in my inquiries here is a purse of money take it and deliver me from a most alarming and uneasy suspense so saying she deposited her offering upon the table 
and waited for his answer with a face of fearful expectation while he was employed in writing this sentence for her perusal though i see into the womb of time the prospect is not perfectly distinct the seeds of future events lie mingled and confused so that i am under the necessity of assisting my divination in some cases by analogy and human intelligence and cannot possibly satisfy your present doubts unless you will condescend to make me privy to all those occurrences which you think might have interfered with the cause of your apprehension the lady having read the declaration affected a small emotion of shyness and repugnance and seating herself upon a settee after having cautiously informed herself of the privacy of the apartment gave such a detail of the succession of her lovers as amazed while it entertained the necromancer as well as his friend pickle who from a closet in which he had concealed himself overheard every syllable of her confession cadwallader listened to her story with a look of infinite importance and sagacity and after a short pause told her that he would not pretend to give a categorical answer until he should have deliberated maturely upon the various circumstances of the affair but if she would take the trouble of honouring him with another visit on his next public day he hoped he should be able to give her full satisfaction conscious of the importance of her doubts she could not help commending his caution and took her leave with a promise of returning at the appointed time then the conjurer being joined by his associate they gave a loose to their mirth which having indulged they began to concert measures for inflicting some disgraceful punishment on the shameless and insatiate termagant who had so impudently avowed her own prostitution they were interrupted however in their conference by the arrival of a new guest who being announced by Haji, our hero retreated to his lurking-place and cadwallader resumed his mysterious appearance this new client though she hid her face in a mask could not conceal herself from the knowledge of the conjurer who by her voice recognized her to be an unmarried lady of his own acquaintance she had within a small compass of time made herself remarkable for two adventures which had not at all succeeded to her expectation being very much addicted to play she had at a certain rout indulged that passion to such excess as not only got the better of her justice but also of her circumspection so that she was unfortunately detected in her endeavours to appropriate to herself what was not lawfully her due this small slip was attended with another indiscretion which had likewise an unlucky effect upon her reputation 
she had been favoured with the addresses of one of those hopeful heirs who swarm and swagger about town under the denomination of bucks and in the confidence of his honour consented to be one of a parti that made an excursion as far as windsor thinking herself secured from scandal by the company of another young lady who had also condescended to trust her person to the protection of her admirer the two gallants in the course of this expedition were said to use the most perfidious means to intoxicate the passions of their mistresses by mixing drugs with their wine which inflamed their constitutions to such a degree that they fell an easy sacrifice to the appetites of their conductors who upon their return to town were so base and inhuman as to boast among their companions of the exploit they had achieved thus the story was circulated with a thousand additional circumstances to the prejudice of the sufferers one of whom had thought proper to withdraw into the country until the scandal raised at her expense should subside while the other who was not so easily put out of countenance resolved to outface the report as a treacherous aspersion invented by her lover as an excuse for his own inconstancy and actually appeared in public as usual till she found herself neglected by the greater part of her acquaintance in consequence of this disgrace which she knew not whether to impute to the card affair or to the last faux pas she had committed she now came to consult the conjurer and signified her errand by asking whether the cause of her present disquiet was of the town or of the country cadwallader at once perceiving her allusion answered her question in these terms this honest world will forgive a young gamester for indiscretion at play but a favour granted to a babbling coxcomb is an unpardonable offence this response she received with equal astonishment and chagrin and fully convinced of the necromancer's omniscience implored his advice touching the retrieval of her reputation upon which he counselled her to wed with the first opportunity she seemed so well pleased with his admonition that she gratified him with a double fee and dropping a low curtsey retired our undertakers now thought it high time to silence the oracle for the day and hadji was accordingly ordered to exclude all comers while peregrine and his friend renewed the deliberations which had been interrupted and settled a plan of operations for the next occasion meanwhile it was resolved that hadji should not only exercise his own talents but also employ inferior agents in procuring general intelligence for the support of their scheme 
that the expense of this ministry should be defrayed from the profits of their profession and the remainder be distributed to poor families in distress end of chapter eighty two